Kia ora, this is James from Jim Nothing, and we're about to talk about In the Marigolds. Talk me through the history of Jim Nothing, because this project has existed for a long time. When did you start on In the Marigolds? Yeah, it does date back a bit longer. I'm not sure when the first release would have been. It was a cassette um, that I did for Cassette Store Day at Galaxy Records when Galaxy Records still existed. And most of the tape was largely instrumental, but it was just me messing around yeah, on my four track. And after that, I think there was there was another EP cassette called Zigzag Blues, and then I did a split with World Series, a split cassette as well. So we've been working on on the record since 2018. It didn't start as, like we didn't plan it to be a full length album. We just started recording Only Life with Anita and Brian Christchurch back then. Yeah, so it slowly morphed from doing one song into me being back in Christchurch or Brian being up in Auckland and recording another and then kind of snowballed from there. So four years in the making. The start I had, there was no expectations, so it was literally just re- recorded one song which got used on a on a compilation, Melted Ice Cream compilation. And then I think it wasn't until we until we tracked maybe two or four more songs that we were like, hey, we can we could actually make an album out of this. It's um it is interesting looking back on them. One of the um I guess largest, most immediate uh, and obvious changes is the fidelity, the earlier releases were, were were me with my you know half working Tascam four track in my room in Christchurch and in the Marigolds was done with Brian and so it sounds much more hi-fi but it's it is nice to look back on those early releases as well I feel there's um I still feel connection to to a lot of that stuff you mentioned Brian there can you run me through the other people who helped out on the record primarily it was myself and Brian Ferry um on Brian Ferry is on drums and Anita Clark on violin. So Brian was played in Dance Asthmatics and Salad Boys as well and World Series and Anita plays with everyone um, and does amazing solo stuff as Motta. So that was the kind of core three. Ben Odering who played in Salad Boys and Dance Asthmatics did some bass guitar work and Paul Brown also did some bass. So that's the that's the kind of crew that's um, that's on this release. Were there any difficulties around recording uh, with the long distance between you and the rest of the band down south? So I think that's partly why it took so long. Um, we also weren't in much of a rush. There was no, there was no plans to release. There was no one saying we need this now. It was just kind of when I was in Christchurch for whatever I'd go to Christchurch for, or when Brian was up here for whatever he'd come up here for. We'd just get together and and spend um, primarily evenings really late nights on it so a lot of it was recorded at audio foundation after hours also in my garage up here and um 
and Brian's studio in, in Wolston. I guess it's not an ideal way to to record an album, but it's it's the way that it had to be. Like it's yeah, it's it's not. It wasn't an album that you you know you have a band and you you play some local shows and you, you play some more and you get together and you hone your songs. So it didn't have any of that kind of organic, uh, I guess, rock band mentality behind it. It was primarily uh, it's a studio it's a studio album. Like we 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 made those in. Well, I mean, it's not really a studio, but we made them um, a lot of those songs as we were recording them. You've obviously been in bands in the past. Was it quite different branching out and writing an album more or less on your own? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hugely different. The, a lot of the bands I've been in the past, well, pretty much all of them, um, I'm primarily a drummer. And so like in bands like Salad Boys, Joe would come, would come to the practice with with a pretty good idea of how the song goes and then between me and Ben it would be like I guess that's that's just kind of creating the feel for it the actual um, content lyrics or, or riffs or whatever were pretty formed in his brain so this is one of the only kind of actual creative outlets that I've had where I've had to do that so it's um so it is hugely different but it's also the only kind of experience I have with it and there's there's a sense of I guess kind of vulnerability in in writing lyrics and writing songs and I, I struggled with that quite a bit and and maybe that's partly why it took so long to release as well I um I think sitting on it for as long as I sat on it was a good thing it kind of gave it time to age and mellow a bit so it didn't it didn't feel so kind of current and that some of it feels like a different me which is which is nice and I I, I like that all right Let's start at the top of the record and make our way down. It Won't Be Long is the opening song. Is there a reason for it being at the top? So the actual um, the actual album sequence changed many times. It's something I didn't, I've never really consciously thought about before, but sequencing an album is hugely important. Brian had a sequence that he liked and then... Luke from World Series as well played around with the sequence and then I played around with a sequence of songs and then I don't know whose sequence or if it's an amalgamation of sequences that is the track listing now but it won't be long felt like that's it was either going to be the first or the last track it won't be long has this really large echo drum sound on it that we got from putting microphones in the hallway of Audio Foundation and playing drums in the gig room so that reverb is is all stairwell reverb um, and it just felt like that was a nice way to open with these big booming reverb drums.
Talk to me about Already Gone. When was this one written in the process? I do a lot of um, demos on my phone app on like voice memos and um, and just real rough recordings on, on Reaper. And, and I, found, I found the demo of that. And so that was written while I was living in Auckland in the house I live in now in Greyland. So that would have been one of the most recently written ones. was um, the second single. That song was actually on my last tape release that I did with the split with World Series. So it's one, the demo that I recorded before I came to Auckland when I was briefly living in, in, in Melbourne. And I always really liked that song and, and resonated with it. And I wanted to give it a, a proper release. And so it was quite important that we re-recorded that and recorded it in a faithful manner to its original.
the way I write songs is often I'll come up with like the guitar riff or whatever, and then I can pitch I can pitch melody and like syllables in my head, and so they're not really words, but they're spaces where words will go. Songwriting's not as conscious for me as I, th- I think it is for for a lot of people. It kind of happens a bit in a, a slightly different part of in part of my brain, um, and I often don't have recollection of um, of writing the songs. Um, so they they appear like they're 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 fully formed or like I'm listening to them for the first time. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's um that's a good thing for the brain, but it's it's certainly an interesting thing to listen back to. violin predominantly but on this one uh she was playing guitar and the guitar riff is um it's kind of quite angular it's on the the top high two strings and one of them rings out the whole time it just it just feels really nice i, I actually just really like playing that song i just really enjoy it yeah it's nothing i don't think there's anything more than that Way. 
song was done, started kind of rattling around in my brain as I was going for these big, big walks in Albert Park and the riffs kind of started circulating there and I'd, I'd record them back, but it's, it's just one repeating kind of motif or riff throughout. I think I was trying to play that song Nature by Formula. Um, and I don't really know how to play guitar that well. And then what I was playing wasn't it, but I was like, oh, I can do something with this. And yeah, so it just circulates. And the way that that song kind of feels recorded is very much a kind of side effect of, of how we recorded it kind of late night at Audio Foundation, just me and Brian. So it's just kind of repeating and it swings and goes through these like different tempo changes. And part of the time I drop out and then come back in because I didn't know when to finish it and Brian didn't know when to finish it. So the actual project file of that song is, is very long. So when when it came time for Anita to play to play violin over it, she just had her way with it. And Anita's an amazing, amazing musician and a great improviser. So really kind of built built that song up in the swathes of sound that it has and a lot of the kind of ebbs and flows of energy I think she did a really good job of kind of controlling and and guiding into its phases there's also stacked tracks of vocals on there as well as a, a song I really like it kind of goes nowhere and I think that's a bit of a theme with with this album 